Welcome to Addicted to the Climb. I am your host, Kelly Tyen. As a faith-fueled health and transformation coach, author, and breast cancer survivor, my mission is to provide you with the wisdom, the tools, and all the success tips that I've learned along my own journey in health, fitness, faith, and personal development. Plus, you'll hear some incredible and inspiring conversations that will motivate you and empower you to keep on climbing no matter what you're going through. Let's buckle up to start a brand new climb together and start showing up differently as we work our way to the top. Right now, this is your time to take in all the positivity and all the blessings that God has for you. So let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome back to Addicted to the Climb. I'm your host, Kelly Tyen. I am so thrilled that you chose to spend this time with me today. I hope you feel blessed and I know that you will feel encouraged by my guest today. So I'm going to jump right in. I am introducing you to someone who I admire immensely. Her name is Michelle Schaefer, and she is a biblical leadership expert and the founder and CEO of Girl Power Alliance, and her drive is powered by Christ. She believes the world is served at the highest levels when women are empowered to pursue their God-given dreams and are bold in their faith. Michelle is a mother of three. She's a teen, she was a teen mom and a single mom for six years, and she built a six-figure-a-year business as a stylist and makeup artist. She is the host of the wildly popular podcast called Sold Out Entrepreneur in 2017. She knew God was calling her to raise her voice and raise her impact for Christ. Her company, Girl Power Alliance, was born from a call that God placed on her life that she should no longer ignore. So here we are today. I am so excited to share everything this woman is doing. There's so much. So welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you so much, Kelly. <laughs> and I just have to say, I completely admire you too. You've been such a voice of influence in our community with so many women. Um, you've been a guest as a coach on our calls and you're just, um, you're beautiful from the inside out and what you're doing in the world is helping so many people. So thank you so much for having me. Uh, same, same. Thank you so much. Well, I want to jump right in because there's just so much I want to uncover with you and we'll see how much we can go. And I'm going to respect your time. You are a busy woman. You can tell us what you have going on this weekend, but actually I usually end my calls, my show with what are you climbing towards next? That's usually my last question. I want to start with that, Michelle, what are you climbing towards right now? That's good and amazing in your life right now. <laughs> So many things. I feel like I'm climbing multiple ladders at the same time. Well, I, I just have to say, can I just start with this? Um, I'm 49 years old. I turned 49 in June. And for the first time, I think in my whole life, I feel like I am 110% authentically being me for the first time. I, I feel like in every area, you know, even one thing would be aligned, but something else was just kind of off. And then another thing would be aligned, but something else was just kind of off. And I feel now for the first time here, I am hopefully halfway through my life. Hopefully I'm going to live to a hundred and hopefully, you know, I have that many years left, but for the first time ever at this age, 
I feel that every area of my life, I, I am walking exactly in the direction that I was created to, to walk. And it's a, it's a, it's a really amazing feeling for those of you that are, are listening, you know, you, I, I just want to say this, don't, con- don't stop seeking that complete alignment. It was a scary thing for me to get here. A lot of, I took years. It didn't happen overnight. You're talking about decades of God taking me one step, one step, one step, dead end road, you know, U-turn, go down another road, next step, next step. But I just want to encourage you, don't, don't cease in persisting that pursuit because um, I do it all over again to feel what it feels like right now. And right this moment, we um, have our, official launch event, which is happening this week in Dallas, Texas. I'm actually leaving California today to head over there. So we'll have probably a hundred women live with us and who knows how many online, um, as we do the official launch, gather a bunch of women together. Um, when I, when God was downloading kind of the vision for this event, he, he spoke two things like profoundly into my heart. He said, this event is going to activate something in the kingdom that was not there before this event. And he said, at this event, the women that are there there, I'm going to activate something in their spirit that wasn't there before. So we're calling it activate because I am wholeheartedly believing that God's going to do something dramatic and exciting in the kingdom this week. Michelle, I have goosebumps the whole time you were talking like in so many areas that you just touched upon first. I want to say I fully resonate 100 200% with at 49 years old because I'm 48. So we're the same. I too have finally found where God wants mm. me. I'm, I'm fully aligned in what he wants me to do in life, the impact he wants me to make. And this just happens. And I, and it's crazy that you're saying the same thing because so many women do not keep climbing. They give up. They think it's too yeah. late. Well, what am I going to do now? I yeah. I'm in my mid forties. Life is already Listen, She's so right. Like you don't know what God has in store. It's his timing, not yours. You might be 55 right now and you're waiting still be patient and wait. If you're following and doing the things on your part, which you know you should be doing for the growth, seeking the word, seeking his, you know, praying and being in prayer. So I love that you said that about being fully aligned. I'm so excited for you, this event that's happening. And I just pray. I just, I'm just going to pray right now. Lord, just bless her, bless each and every woman that is showing up at this event that they will feel the alignment and, and be empowered by you, Lord. You're the center of this whole thing. You created this. Without you, there would be no event. So bless her, bless every woman there in Jesus' name, amen. amen. And I'm just so excited for you. So thank you for sharing all that. And I wanna go back to that, but I do wanna start so people can know you, who you are, that it, like you said, this is years and decades of getting to where you are today because you started off as a teenage single mother. I mean, that if anything's hard, that's one of the challenging, most challenging things a girl could go through. And I'd love for you to share that journey yeah. back then and then how you got to where you are today. Yeah. Um, 
it's funny. It feels like so many lifetimes ago, <laughs> you know, I, bet. I, well, when I was in high school, I was dating the, the quarterback of the football team. I was the captain of the cheer squad on a roll on a path to, you know, go to college. I, I was looking at like Pepperdine and, um, you know, Point Loma and wanted to be a journalist and, or a lawyer or both, uh, you know, big aspirations and uh, found out right before I started my junior year of high school that I was pregnant. And at, at that time being, being pregnant and, you know, kind of your first response, no matter what is, you know, well, I can't have, I can't have this baby. And my dad interest, I grew up in a Christian home. My dad was almost an advocate, like, I mean, um, an activist almost for pro-life, you know, very much anti-abortion, but guess what? The minute he found out his little girl was pregnant, he was like, well, you have to have an abortion. And I, I planned on it. I actually made the appointment. I went to Planned Parenthood, took a pregnancy test. Um, they called me back. It wasn't as fast then. They called me back on the phone that later that day told me I was pregnant. And I set up an appointment to actually go have an abortion that couple days later. And I could, I couldn't do it. Even at 16, I, I couldn't do it. I, I, I knew that that was, I, I didn't, it didn't feel right. And I, I didn't want to do it. So I said yes to this baby, um, me and her father, we got married. I got married. I was 17. Um, I, I, I didn't graduate high school with my class. I graduated a year early. I went to his, he was a year older than me. I went to his graduation with, uh, my few month old baby <laughs> and, you know, just started down this path. I, I didn't know where it would lead. Um, I, I really didn't everything that I, everything that I dreamed about for myself, I just put on a shelf. And when she was born, her name is Brianna. She was born in April on a rainy day and she's 32. Now when she was born, I, you're a mother, you know, this, like everything shifted and, and in anything about me that, I, that it was, that mattered at that point didn't matter because she mattered the most. So we were married for, um, for five years. I had my son at 19. By the time I was 21, I was divorced with two kids, no education, single mom, like, what am I going to do with myself? Uh, but I very, you know, kind of, I'm kind of rebellious. I just have always been a little rebellious. I mean, I, I follow the rules as long as the rules make sense. And if the rules don't make sense, then I just make up my own rules. And I, uh, I never wanted my children to feel the burden of the fact that they had this teenage mother. I didn't want their life to be terrible because wasn't, they didn't choose to be born to me at that age. So my, my 110% focus was always that they enjoyed life the way that any other kid would enjoy life born to any other parents. So I worked really, really hard. Um, kind of, I just wasn't sure on my direction. I went to a semester of college. That was my first thing. I thought I'm going to be a teacher because then I'll have the same schedule as my kids. I think that's what a lot of people think. Mm -hmm. And I loved education. I loved learning. I thought this would be great. I'll just, I'll, I'll go to school. I'll be a teacher a semester in. And I'm doing the numbers. I'm looking at how long it's going to take me because I had to work and go to school full time. And I'm looking at how much it's going to cost me. And I'm looking at what I will make when I graduate. But it would take at least five years if I went full time because four years of schooling and then one year of student teaching, five years. And at the end of that, I think at the time I would have made like 30,000 a year as a 35, 32, 30,000 a year as a teacher. And I thought, I can't, I can't spend five years to make 30,000 a year. So I just, flushed it. I was like, I'm not, that's not what I'm supposed to do. Um, that wasn't going to cut it. I couldn't live at that level for five years, sacrificing to only make that at the end. So anyway, I pivoted. Um, I was always called to and loved the beauty business. So I 
much to my, my poor dad, who's literally a genius, who's so disappointed when I told him that I was going to go to cosmetology school. He just looked at me like I was an idiot. (laughs) That's what dumb girls do. Anyway, um, I fell in love with that profession. I built a big business standing behind the chair. It took me a long time because I worked and went to school full time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did 80 hours a week for two years uh, to get through school. I worked, uh, went to school all day because that's it was a trade school. So you're punching a time clock. It's hours. And I worked at night. And I that was, that was I, I mean, I could only have done it because I was so young. I was in my young exactly. 20s. I couldn't do that now. Right. Uh, and graduated, you know, built a business. And that was a, a huge blessing. But even then I, you know, always have been a believer. I wasn't out like in the forefront about being a Christian in my business, doing hair, but I would wash people's hair and I'd be praying over them. Yeah. I'd be praying over, you know, kind of quietly in the background. And I had this thing inside my heart that I knew I wanted to have a bigger impact. Like it felt kind of shallow after years, not in the beginning, but over the course of, I did that for a decade. And over the course of the years, I just felt like I'm not having the impact I want to have. I want to have a bigger impact, not just on the way that their hair looks, which is important. Don't get me wrong. I mean, we, it's of course. I was just talking to my husband about this. Why in the Bible is there the story of Samson and Delilah? And it was his hair that gave him the weakness, right? <laughs> the hair must be really important. Um, but I just knew that I was called to something else and I wanted to make more money and work less hours. I mean, isn't that what we all, we all want to make more money, work less hours. So I was always kind of seeking. Um, well, I met my husband on a blind date in the year 2000 and he was in the network marketing profession. And, um, I like fell in love with him, I think instantaneously. And we got married and had my third child, his first. So I had my first child at 16, my second at 19 and my third at 29. And I had been single for a number of years Mm. and I had seen his success in the network marketing profession. And it was very intriguing to me, but it took a couple of years before I jumped in. And I only jumped in because of two things, Kelly, I was making good money. I was working, you know, 50, 60 hours a week in the salon. My husband uh, had, you know, he had a mortgage business. He had kind of stepped away from network marketing, but I watched it for a couple of years when he was doing it. And I had this desperate feeling inside me, desperate, not like, Hey, it'd be nice. It was like, like a deep, deep anxiety. And I had this feeling if I don't do something to make a change in my life, my children are going to grow up and move out and they will have never known me. At the time I had my oldest daughter was a freshman in high school. My son was in middle school and the baby was a toddler. She was two. And I was like, the man, the days just go by so fast. I'm like, she's a freshman. She's going to be a senior. She's going to move out. And I will have worked her whole life and she won't have known me. We would have no time together because I worked a lot of hours. So I jumped into the network marketing profession fell in love with it, found great success, retired from the business I built for 10 years because of network marketing. And for the last 18 years, I've been in that profession in a lot of different roles. We owned a company, my husband and I, uh, we worked corporately, we've been in the field and that was wonderful. Great experience. I've experienced all the great and all the horrible in it. And the whole time in my whole career, Kelly, I always felt like you're not supposed to, you're I was taught if you want to be successful, you never talk politics and religion in your business. You know, you don't want to tick anybody off. (laughs) You don't want to, you don't want to be polarizing. Mm -hmm. And so I never did, but through this whole, all these things, God was doing 
insane work in my life. He was transforming me in really, really powerful ways through my children, through my business, through every obstacle and all these terrible things that you walk through that feel so terrible, but, but God was using every one of them to take me to the next place of my growth, to take me to the next place of my faith. I I just want to ask you though, uh, while you're saying this whole, you know, the path that was, that you were on, were you in constant prayer during those younger years or did you, you, because you said, you know, you grew up Christian and you had your faith, but I want to know if you were seeking his direction or were you, you just had this passion and drive inside you anyways, you were going to succeed no matter what. There was no question. Just listening to your story, you wanted to do this for your children so you could make an impact in their lives and be, have a relationship with them. But again, where was the seeking him? Tell me yeah. about that. I'm so glad you asked. And it was, especially when I was younger in my young twenties, it was definitely like a, um, on again, off again. I would find what I really, when I was single, before I met my husband, when I was divorced with these two kids, I really wanted to plug into a church. Now you're talking, I looked young at 19, 20, 21. I looked young and I had these two okay, young you children. Still do. She still looks like that. <laughs> so let's just be real. <laughs> I mean, I look back and I literally looked like a child. I looked like a child with children and I was very self-conscious of that. And I don't know if this was reality or my perception of reality, but I found a local church and I went in and I felt all eyes on me as I walked with hand in hand with my children. And I felt so self-conscious that I thought I'm never going back there. Was that real? I don't know. I I look back and I don't know if that was real. Maybe, maybe it was, and maybe it wasn't, but in my mind at that age, I felt it was real. And I did not have the strength to like go to this church and feel judgment, whether real or perceived. But, um, I was a, I'm a writer. I've written two books. I always have written and journaled. And even when I wasn't in church, um, you, if I read my journals, I was in constant conversation with the Lord, uh, Mm -hmm. always at seeking him and asking him and writing to him. Now there were seasons where I would, uh, when, when Bobby and I got married, we plugged into a church and we were very excited to plug in as a family, uh, to go regularly to a church. I plugged into some women's Bible studies. It was, it was, uh, that became much more consistent going to church, um, and plugging into different Bible studies was hit and miss over the years. And, and I will say, this is another part of my story. It was hit and miss because I never really felt like I fit in. I wanted so badly to fit in with these women because I love Jesus so much. I wanted so much to be a part of ministry, but mm-hmm. I always felt like I was like the, I was the black sheep in the group. I was, I worked, I liked working. I was called into the marketplace. I felt that, um, I love to talk about helping people get free financially. And I, and it, it that didn't fit. It was like oil and water in these groups. Every other woman in there was a stay-at-home mom. And I was like the black sheep woman that not only was I a working mom, I liked it um, because I had created an environment where I was at, I was working from home and I loved talking about that. So I would plug myself into these Bible studies and God would do, I mean, his word never fails, mm-hmm. but the community itself failed me over and over. I just, I, it it was never like, it was like trying to shove a square peg into a round hole every time. And I did it over and over. So I'd try it. I'd be like, I'm never doing that again and pop out. And then I'd try it again and same thing. I'd pop out. So over the course of many, many years of my life, that was my relationship 
in getting plugged into ministry, Bible studies, and even um, the different churches that I attended over the years. I, I would try to put myself in there and it just was never, it was never fully aligned. But God was always present. Even when I wasn't in a church, even when I wasn't in a Bible study, my walk with the Lord, he was, he was using things. And I think that he created in me this kind of obsessive desire for growth. Um, and because of that, I was always looking to see how whatever scenario situation, obstacle I was in, like how he was going to use it. Okay. If this is terrible that I'm in this, this is the worst thing I've ever gone through. God, how are you going to use this for something good? And so that, that has been a constant for me. And I think a lot of people can relate to that because I hear it too all the time, because I'm always surrounded with different groups of women in faith. And I think for new people starting up their faith, or interested in a relationship with God, they put church, religion, and that's first, and that scares them. Those two words kind of push people away, but they're not realizing that it is about the relationship, not the religion side of things, that this is what it's all about. Showing someone Jesus is not, you have to go to church, you have to follow the rules. And I come across this too, Michelle, a lot with women just feel judged and they don't want to go and same kind of things. But I really think the message here between me and you right now today is people that are listening, just if you're looking for a relationship with the Lord to make an impact in this world, you want more love in your life, then you have to create your own relationship with him first let him open the doors for you to guide you and he'll pave the way. I mean, look at what he's done for you, Michelle. I mean, plus you're the type that creates what you're, what you're looking for. Anyways, you're just going to create it. If it's not there, if I'm not getting it at church, I'm going to create it. <laughs> and that's exactly the woman that you are. You like, again, those two words, you have such drive, such passion, but you also have God as the CEO of your life. And that's why things are clicking. That's why your life is evolved to where it has evolved because you're an obedient servant and steward of him. And that is just the most incredible thing that mm. it's just, it's, it's inspiring. It's encouraging to know when you're walking in alignment with him, he will open the doors for you. So it all goes back to the beginning. What you said, keep going and don't stop no matter where you are in your life. God will make a way. So I want to jump into what you're doing now. You created basically what you were looking for, which is Girl Power Alliance. And I'd love for you to share what is that? It, you know, what, what is going on in that community? I'm part of this community, of course. That's how I met Michelle when she was starting this whole project. And I just loved everything about it, but I'd love for you to get a little deeper. So my listeners can have an understanding of how they can get involved. Sure. Um, I do want to say this though. It, it has not been this doors open, amazing journey. It has been slammed doors, swimming mm -hmm. upstream, getting knocked down and knocked down and knocked down and walking ahead and going, okay, that, that didn't work or that didn't work the way I thought it, it did. I mean, here I am. 49 years old in and finally feeling alignment. And, and after, 
I, I think that one of the things that God gifted me with is just kind of this, I'm just rebellious enough that I, I don't take no for an answer <laughs> for most things. And so you're exactly right. I didn't know it at the time, but girl power Alliance was everything I needed <laughs> and, and never found. So I'm going to, I'm going to back up a little bit. And in 2017, I started the sold out entrepreneur podcast. And I did that because I felt God was actually asking me to be more bold about my faith. Now, the business that I had built in network marketing at that time with my husband, we did not have this culture of like a Christian team and to kind of inject that into this team that we had already built. I felt it would be, it could be very detrimental because we had all kinds of people with all kinds of beliefs and that's our income. I didn't want to mess it up. That's why people are afraid to be bold about their faith in business. Cause you're afraid it's going to actually impact the bottom line. You're going to maybe not be as successful. And I was scared of that because that's the way of the world, right? So I thought, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to be obedient to God, but I'm just going to like, I'm going to dip my tiny pinky toe into this pool. So I started this podcast out of just trying to be obedient. I didn't like market it. I wasn't, I just, I'm going to do this thing. And I began to talk about everything through the lens of faith, everything from building my business, you know, health, nutrition, relationships, everything. And that that little step of obedience that I was doing just to honor God, but like not really have it <laughs> like get into the rest of my world. Um, that changed me dramatically because once I began talking like that, I was aligned. And anytime I wasn't talking like that, I felt that mal malalignment, that misalignment. And I couldn't go back. <laughs> I didn't realize what I was doing at the time. But when I did that, I was like, I can't, be the way that I was before this. And so that was in 2017. And in 2019, again, I felt this heaviness, this, this, my business began to feel out of alignment. I didn't exactly know what, but I just, it was this dissatisfaction and this, this little knot in the pit of your stomach. Like this isn't, this isn't what I'm supposed to do. This isn't right anymore. And now let me tell you, we had been, my husband and I had been in that business at that point for, um, over eight years had made multiple seven figures, very successful, very big team. And I'm feeling like God's calling me out of it and where he's calling me out of it to do what, what am I going to do? I've done this now for at that point, you know, a, like a decade and a half more, a little more than that. And I'm like, what is he calling me to do? I just wrote a book about, about network marketing. He's taking me out of it. I, but I wanted to be obedient. Um, so I just began to pray and really seek his answers. And I kind of had fragments I knew he, he would highlight certain words and certain things. And I, I had fragments. I knew something, but I didn't know what it was. And it felt bigger than me, like bigger than anything. I actually had the ability to build because I'm not that techie. I can't do all these things. I certainly couldn't do it on my own. Um, and at the end of 2019, he gave me clarity on two things very like precisely. Number one, he said, there's about to be a massive shift in the church, the body. I didn't know what that meant at the time. Um, but I, he told me there's about to be a massive shift in the body of Christ. That's number one. Number two, he said, we're about to be, we're about to enter into the largest revival that the world had ever seen. And women were going to be the catalyst for, for that revival. And it was going to be women in the marketplace. So those two things were kind of like the last pieces of the puzzle that, that gave me permission to move forward, to build something. Now at the time, again, it wasn't 
I didn't realize what I was doing, but I was creating this thing that I had always wanted. I wanted to create a platform, a community for women that were called into the marketplace, that they could be celebrated for their passion and love for Jesus. And that we could figure out how to be both, how to be, how to have our ministry and our business be the same thing and how we could do it in a community where we wouldn't feel shame, where we wouldn't feel like we were doing the wrong thing by either side, by believers or by people in business and where we could grow together that provide resources from like about the marketplace, about personal and professional development, about health and nutrition from people that actually kept Christ at the center because the messaging is different. That's the truth. The messaging is different. Even if you're saying something that sounds the same, it isn't the same. Um, when you lead with Christ, I mean, in what you're doing, you know, you're, you're teaching women how to steward their body, but you're doing it from a place of being a woman that, that serves the Lord. It's a whole different intention uh, than it is like, I'm going to help you lose 10 pounds. It's a whole different thing. And so I wanted to provide resources for, you know, as many women as I knew that there were, that they could grow and have that growth be in alignment with who they were serving. And I also wanted to highlight women. I wanted to create a platform where women could like come together and not be in competition with each other because it so exists every circle I'd ever been in, even in the church, I felt every, I felt like everybody was in competition with each other as women. And I hated it because it's like, we're not in competition. You know, I, I didn't, I never, I don't feel like I'm in competition. I'm in competition with myself. Um, but I wanted other women to, I wanted to create an environment that like, could, is it possible? Can we create that environment? And so anyway, that was the beginning of girl power Alliance. And then COVID happened. So some things had to pivot as a complete online model started just as a membership with resources and a little affiliate program. Uh, the culture grew and women came and lives were being changed. And um, then this year in March of this year, we launched, we actually added back in this platform to create not to have the membership actually be an opportunity where women could, if they chose to, they could literally build a business around bringing women into this membership around growth, personal development, um, you know, coaching, leadership development. And so that happened just this year. So all of the things that God created in me, passionate about him, like I love him, obsessed with growth, like excited to help spur other women onto growth and giving women an opportunity to actually generate and create income for their families and for the legacy uh, that they want to leave and for the kingdom. All of it is right here inside Girl Power Alliance. Wow. It's so incredible. What an opportunity. And Wow. An impact that you're making to start this. I'm just, it's, you're such a blessing to so many people. So uh, you guys make sure you just check it out. Even, even if you don't even know what she's talking about, or you can't grasp what she's talking about, I will put the link in the show notes so you can at least look at it because you never know the path you just take could be where you're supposed to be until you look at something like this, it could change your life. So I'm so excited for you and all the things God's doing in your life. But I want to just ask you a real question right now, because I know there's most of my listeners are women and they're listening to you doing all these things. You are a mother, a leader, a business owner, an entrepreneur who's growing the kingdom of God. I mean, you have a lot on your shoulders and I know a lot of moms that are just working nine to five and they're overwhelmed. I just want you to give them, how do you, I don't know if you like the word balance. Some people do, some people don't, but how are you, Michelle, balancing spending time with God alone 
so he can continue to grow, you know, mold you into the woman you were created to be? How do you manage your businesses? Being a mom, being a grandmom, like all the things, because I know that's the first thing women always ask me, Kelly, how do you do it? And Michelle, I want to know how you're doing. <laughs> um, okay. I love this question because we both know this is probably the number one question that people have. But I want to say this, this is, this is my true belief. I'm just going to give it to you straight. My true belief is that balance is a lie. There's no such thing. I, I don't I think that there is any, there is no actual balance, especially mm -hmm. trying to juggle all the things that we're juggling. Because when I'm with my family, when I'm with my granddaughter, I'm not juggling her and, and like placing her in between. She gets all of me. Yes. When You're I'm with my husband. Yes. When I'm with my husband and we're out on a date, he gets all of me. I'm not juggling things. So there is no such actual thing as balance. And sometimes like this week, we have our big event. Everything in my world is focused on this event. That's not balanced. But, but I believe that, that what, like what balance actually is, it's not this scheduled out thing. Balance really is when you are um, aligned with your purpose. When you're aligned with your purpose, that brings peace. And peace is what gives balance. It's not about a schedule and, oh, I do this. And I, I, that's not, that's not how it works because, um, it seems like life is a series of sprints and marathons at the same time. So there are times that you have to be sprinting towards something, whether it's in your personal life, your professional life, um, your, your health and nutrition, that you're, you're putting more energy into that thing than other things, because that's, what's required of it. You know, especially as a business owner, there are times where you have to put everything you have into the business, mind, body, soul, <laughs> finances, all of it. And that's not balance, but because I know where I'm going, because I'm so focused in on my purpose, because I know exactly this is what God created me to be. I have peace in knowing that. So that's first and foremost, there's no such thing as balance. Um, second, I, I think that like for me, time with God, my time with the Lord is always when I'm moving my body that I have made that a, a particular priority to work out. Um, it, I know what it does physically to my body, the chemicals in my brain. It's literally my therapy, my worship, my, like it's everything. So in my ears, I will either have a, a podcast of a church sermon or, um, you know, worship music or something. So the gym for me is church, like for like, no matter what, and I will get up earlier or do whatever to make sure that that's a priority. And I do that at least four times a week. So for me, that helps all the things it's a stress reliever. It's, it's filling me up. It does all the things for me um, out of all the things that I do in my life that I've been so consistent with. And I really attribute um, that for keeping me kind of like not going into a, a loony bin truthfully because of what it does physically to like the, the actual chemicals in my body, my ability to handle stress and everything. I attribute that specifically. I'm, I do my best to like 80, 20 eat really healthy. Cause I know that it, I need my brain and my body to function the best way that they can. As I age, mm -hmm. we abuse our bodies so incredibly much as we're younger and I'm getting older and I do less and less things to abuse it. And I I'm I've honed in more and more on being better to my body and to my brain because I, I want it to, I want it to give, I want to push it to the limit. <laughs> I want my brain to work the best that it can. I want to, I want to push my body to the limit so that I can do the things that I feel called to do. Um, and all the other stuff ladies is it's not a, there's no handbook mm -hmm. because you may have 
um, your child may be in a sport and like when you're driving them to the, that's what gets your attention. So I, I do believe in kind of block scheduling as a general rule. Um, when my kids were all at home, I I'm an empty nester now. So I'm in a totally different season. I don't have kids at home, but when my kids were at home and I was doing all the things and working, um, block scheduling was great. So, um, when my last daughter was living at home, I would block off and I'd pick her up from school. I blocked off every day after school when I picked her up till four 30, I didn't take a call. I did nothing. That was her time. And she knew it. And everybody that I worked with knew it. And so I believe in block scheduling and then like sticking to the block. So after 4.30, I had calls from like 4.30 to seven and then, you know, it'd be dinner time or whatever. But um, I would teach people like at the beginning of the month, write in your non-negotiables that you have to do, whether it's a date or your kids or doctor, all those things that cannot be changed. The gym, do that first, the things that are, that you need and schedule your life uh, kind of that way and, and, and stick to it. Like, like have the boundary. If somebody's asking you of something and there's no time in that day, then, you know, you have these, you have boundaries around your schedule and you make it work. And then also being flexible. Like there's, it's very hard to teach this because it's, it's, it's everything all at once. It's being, having boundaries and being flexible. It's having a schedule, but also being open to the fact that, that schedule could get blown up and being okay with it. So it's, it's everything all at once. And I think the only thing that keeps me grounded is the fact that I trust God way more than I trust me. <laughs> so when I screw something up, I fully trust that he's going to come in and help clean up the mess. Number one, mm -hmm. number two, I trust his timing way more than mine. Um, and I trust his result more than the result that I'm trying to get. Oh my gosh, Michelle, so many nuggets that you dropped today. I mean, I hope you guys wrote some of this down because I even loved how you talked about the balance that you don't believe in it because I think so many women emphasize, well, how do I balance this? And how do I balance that? You don't have to, like she said, and I feel the same way. I'm so in alignment with everything you say. I have my non-negotiables. When I'm sitting with my husband, watching a show, I'm present. I'm in the moment. I'm not balancing everything while I'm sitting there with him. When I'm working out though, I am putting a podcast on. I'm getting fed and filled with the Holy Spirit to get through my workout so I can feel good in my body. Same thing. So stop putting the emphasis on that whole thing. Do one thing at a time, do it well and let God lead you and lean on him more than you lean on yourself. Like you said, I mean, that's, that's the bottom line. My strength is weak. I don't even have, I'm so weak. I need his strength at all times. So, so can many I, things. Can I just say one last thing too? Yes. Because we think we're like supposed to you know, like look hot and sexy and run the business and our house is clean and all that. I, I gave up certain things that I felt were like impossible. We're, we're one person and, and hopefully you have some help. But if you don't, like I, when I first, first started in business years ago, when I was trying to get out from behind the chair into my network marketing business, I literally, I literally let cleaning my house go up to the bottom of the list, literally. And I had three kids at home, toddler, messy, middle school. High, I mean, it was gross, but I, but I took that off of the list of things that I was going to stress myself out over. I took cooking perfectly healthy, nutritious meals off the list for a while because I had a goal to actually get home. And I knew that when I got home, I would be able to go back to do those things again. And, and I had a conversation. We had a conversation, my husband and I, with the kids We're like, listen, we're already busy. Things are crazy. It's going to get worse. 
but it's only for a short period of time. And the goal is that mom's home and then it'll get better. So I think having realistic conversations, communication with your whole family, with yourself, taking the pressure off yourself, like, listen, you you don't have to look perfect every day. You can walk around with a bun in your hair and not clean the house. I mean, all these things that we put pressure on ourselves that in the big scheme, it actually doesn't matter. What matters is like, again, the relationships that you're building and the purpose that the, the purpose that you're following that God's given you, but all the other stuff is just stuff that the world has told us we need to be. Mm, wow. Amen. Yes, yes, yes. And yes. I mean, Michelle, you're, you truly are a hope giver in a light in this dark world, you know, just God's soldier, just carrying out his work in, in, in this message of hope for women that they don't have to be perfect. They don't have to master everything. They can do all those things that you said. So I just appreciate your realness here. And I know these women are appreciating it as well. It's so good to hear another woman say, it's okay. It's okay. You can, you know, you don't have to be everything in all things to everyone at all times. I mean, that's a lot to even say, but the pressure is so immense sometimes. And sometimes we have to just know, sometimes we need that rest that a lot of us forget to do. And it's so powerful to have that time, that quiet time too. make sure you're implementing that somewhere in the day, ladies, because you'll be with your hair on fire if you're not putting in that rest time, right? That's spending time with God. So I just want to end this beautiful call with you. And if you could just end with, I already asked you what you're climbing towards, but what about one last word of wisdom that you can leave us with before you begin your beautiful weekend, especially? Yeah, thank you. Um, And thank you for what you're doing. I just, I think it's so important that you're pouring into these women so they can see themselves in a different light and feel better in their body. It's, it's not a little deal. It's really, really important. Um, I, I, I want to say a couple of things, you know, women, we hear, we see this all the time, especially on social media. You are enough. You are enough. I I just want to say this. You're not enough. And you were designed to not be enough. It was, it's by design. If we were enough, we wouldn't need God. That's just the way that it is. We were, we, all the things that we carry, we are not intended to carry that alone. We are intended to call on God to give us our, uh, literally daily, uh, ability to do it. And sometimes minute by minute. And so stop, just stop feeding into the lie. It's okay. You're not supposed to be enough. (laughs) Jesus was the only one that was ever enough. And the rest of us were not Jesus. So I want to say that I want to say that your voice matters. Uh, Oftentimes women feel like, Oh, nobody wants to hear what I have to say. Yes. Your voice absolutely matters. And there is somebody that needs so desperately to hear your voice and they're waiting for you to actually share your story or reach out to them or, or follow the path that God has you on. And then lastly, I would just say, like, give yourself a break. Nobody's harder on you than you. And when God looks at you, he sees you as perfect. And he sees you as uh, like not needing to do anything for him. You don't need to do anything. You just get to exist and bask in his love because he loves you. Just like you love your children, whether they behave good or bad or do things or achieve things, you just love them. I just love my kids. They never did anything. The moment they came out, I do, you just love them. And God loves us even more than that. And 
you don't have to do anything for that. Don't let religion tell you, you have to act this way, talk this way, be this way, go to this, do that. Nope. That's a lie. Jesus loves you and sees you exactly as you are. And you need to do nothing to earn that. Wow. Wow. So beautiful. So powerful. Really take that all in right now. I love, I, I just feel so filled right now. So thank you. Um, I want, if anybody does want to reach out to you, where do you want them to go? Um, I'm on social media. My name is Michelle Schaefer. My handle, I don't even know what my handle is. I think it's Michelle Schaefer official on, um, on Instagram. And then I'm pretty easy to find all my platforms are public. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on TikTok, kind of I'm on Instagram (laughs) and Facebook. Um, you can go to girlpoweralliance.com or girl power Alliance on all social media platforms. And even if you reach out there, someone will get it to me. Perfect. Well, thank you so, so, so much. I feel so blessed that you are on sharing so much of your wisdom with us. And I just pray you again, you have a beautiful weekend and guys, honestly, reach out to her, check out the link, stay on the climb, never give up on yourself and stop being so hard on yourself. You are made perfect in his image. He loves you for who you are, not for what you're doing. Always remember that. So thanks, Michelle. Thank you so much. I love you. I love everything you're doing. And I just can't wait to get your message out to more people and help you on the climb with Girl Power Alliance. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. Keep on climbing, guys. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for being here every week because my goal is to always empower and inspire you so you can keep on climbing even when life gets tough. If you felt blessed today, it would mean the world to me if you subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And one of the ways you can help me is if you would leave me a five-star rating and a review. This is really how I can help more people just like you. You can do this right on your podcast app on your phone. It's super easy. It will only take one minute. Also, if you want to be part of my private community on Facebook, head over there to Faith Fuel and Fitness and I'll meet you inside. Or you can even head over to my website, kellytian.com to get more inspiration and resources to keep you on your own climb. Thank you again and have a healthy and happy week.